If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. This is an ode to the glass noodle. You may be glass only in name, but our love for you is crystal clear in every Bibigo Korean dumpling. Your tantalizing texture tickles the taste buds, and while you are see-through, the world can't help but see you. The glass noodle, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every plump and juicy Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. This is Podco Media Networks. On episode 103 of Confessions of a Marketer, we're talking human experiences. Hi, it's Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. Steve Rendazzo is back in to discuss his new book about making connections in this digital world and the human component of that. We'll have that chat in just a moment. Next time, David C. Baker on Building an Agency. Carmen Perry will be here soon on the biggest challenges for marketers. And we've got Rich Lyons on marketing the holidays, a couple of discussions on conversion, one with John McDonald, the other with Justin Christensen. Chris Stefanik will be here to discuss storytelling. Shay Robottom will be joining us on viral videos. And Kiri Masters will be here to discuss marketing and Amazon. Plus, we have Nathan Hirsch on finding the right freelancers. Lots more in store, so stay tuned. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. Okay, back to Steve Rendazzo. In the second part of our chat, we delve more into the emotional connections that experiences can foster. Plus, Steve shares stories about experiences he's created for Tractor Supply Company and Disney. Sure, it's about emotion, as we said last time, but there's a science to making an experience magical. Plus, we look at the future of experiences with AR, VR, and all of that. So let's get to it. How do you create a memorable experience and how can a company make something memorable in a good way, hopefully, that people take with them? Yeah, well, the best way to become memorable in, in our world is to, to have your audience experience your product or service in a memorable way. So there's some really simple ways to become memorable. We have a program in the field, it's actually in the field right now, it, been in the field for five years with a company called Tractor Supply Company. They're a retailer with with about you know eighteen hundred oh, yeah. stores nationwide, and the whole goal of the program is to show the consumers that Tractor's culture is all about that life out here type of lifestyle. And so we have fun games, and we go to 
you know, large fairs and, and festivals. And, and these games are all in tandem with their culture. So it's all about that that lifestyle of of life out here. You know, the, the people are out. They've got animals, and you know, they may have an acre, or they may have a hundred mm-hmm. acres, or whatever it happens to be. But the experience becomes memorable because we have opportunities for the consumer to capture the memories. So we have a, we have a couple photo opportunities. The consumers can share either digitally, and we also print out copies that we know end up on the refrigerator at home. And then those digital copies, they go on Facebook, you know, showing everybody the experience they have. Or, you know, that that picture is emailed to grandma or friends, you know, showing, you know, the kids having a great time at the tractor supply company event. And, you know, so we're making memories and we're helping consumers to capture those memories. You know, at a concert, concerts are so huge right now for our industry. And some brands are doing a great job with them and some brands aren't. But a brand can make a concert memorable by doing more than just putting up a banner or showing that, you know, they're sponsoring the event. And this is true to any of the sponsorships out there, whether it's a sporting event or a concert or whatever. But you really need to bring your brand to life and build a connection between your brand and either the sports team or the the band in a, in the concert example and you have to build that connection in a creative way mm-hmm. so you know maybe it's a customized t-shirt or maybe it's a photo op like i explained with with tractor or maybe there's a fun way to listen to music there's a lot of ways that you can build that connection which will build that memory but just having a flat banner or a flat ad at a venue isn't going to create a memory. It's not going to be memorable. People probably aren't going to remember that they saw your logo. You know, there's you go to a sporting event and you know, let's take hockey and and look around a rink and in, in hockey and oh you did have to bring up hockey didn't you <laughs> well you are in boston <laughs> i am in st louis so i i think it's a great topic but, but think about it so so we both watched the, the stanley cup championship do you remember any of the logos that were on the sideboards of either of the rinks i mean it just becomes clutter and yeah, there's so many. Yeah, of them and we just that it our, again, it's science. Our brain just tunes those messages out. All we care about are the players, and we're focused on those. And that game's so fast, you, you can't see the the logos as they're skating by anyway. Right. But those marketers who are doing live events inside or outside those venues have a great opportunity to create a memory to create something that's memorable, to stand out in the crowd. But you have to bring your brand to life. You can't just passively put out a flat ad at at a venue and expect there to be engagement or expect it to build your brand. You know, I know a lot of those programs, uh, you know, the sponsorship packages have tickets to the game. So you can invite customers and all that stuff. And that's great because you get face-to-face, but you're, you're leaving off you know, 20,000 people in that ice arena that you're not engaging with because you're not bringing your brand to life. There's no, you know, I think return on emotion is is going to be a new metric that people are going to talk about more and more. Huh. Um, and I think, yeah. I, I think there's something real there and I think there's something really valuable 
there and we just have to figure out how to how to measure that but return on emotion is uh i think it's going to be a, a new buzzword in the next few years in fact i mean people are talking about it now but i think it's really going to be hot over the next year or two is that's all as a result of a connection that you make exactly. with your customer that's exactly true yeah so do you have any war stories from working with big brands like Disney? You you mentioned a little bit about Tractor Supply Company. Do you have any war <laughs> stories you want to share? Um, well, first of all, we love working with Disney. I mean, Disney's a great brand. Um, not only they're not only great people, but the brand yeah. is amazing. So, you know, the marketing that's been around the Disney brand for the past 50 years is it is Brilliant. It's brilliant. It's, brilliant. it's Without all question. centered around emotional connections. You know, so we love working with Absolutely. them. You know, they'll, yeah. they'll tell you they're tough and, and, you know, there's definitely the Disney way, but we have high standards too. So there really isn't a gap from that standpoint. But everything about their brand, everything they do is on purpose and, and to drive an emotional connection. You know, I mean, where else can you get away with saying, you know, hey, you're at the happiest place on earth. You go to their parks, you see those signs, mm. you know, all over the place. And it's an experience. It may be oh, the kind sure. of prototypical experience marketing thing ever. You know, I mean, it was it was this the vision of Walt Disney to have this this park, you know, in in California and then in Florida as a kind of 3D in-person representation of the values that Disney kind of made up in movies. And, and to have that brought to life, that's a pretty astounding thing, you know, thinking back 50, 60 years ago when these parks were created. Yeah, you talk about vision. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. And in consistency and messaging is also important with Disney. But yeah, everything is about an experience and building that connection, which turns into a memory. You know, I, I used that earlier in our conversation about, you know, everybody remembers their first trip to Disney. Everybody yeah. probably remembers every trip to Disney because each one is is amazing. And they do some amazing experiences where if you've got a little girl, you can go have breakfast, you know, with the princesses and and Oh, my daughter's done that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's amazing how smart they are and how consistent they are and how much they understand how building that emotional connection is so important. So you go to that breakfast and then you hit one of their stores and you buy a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff. I mean, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. All because you're on that emotional high, you right? That you're, you're trying to, to bring it with you with the stuff that you put in the bag. Yeah. So, you know, talk about that science of experiences. I mean, when you're at Disney, dopamine is just like hitting you every single minute. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, I don't care if you're six or you're 60. You see kids act, or you see adults acting like kids and you see kids acting like kids. And it's just a great, fun place to be. And, you know, yeah. it is, it's the happiest place on earth. And they do and, everything uh, on purpose. <laughs> I'm not a huge fireworks fan, but wow, fireworks at Disney World leave every other fireworks experience in the dust. You're right. It's, and they it's do it just every in a, single night. Every night. They, yeah. they do what we get on the Esplanade here in Boston. They do every night. Yeah. 
it's a pretty incredible experience. It really is. And it in it's really an encapsulation of of everything in our experiential marketing world. And yeah. done it done the best of the best. And that's why we love working with them because gosh, who doesn't want to work with the best of the best? And bringing right. their brand to life. We've got some amazing programs that we've done with them. And, you know, like I said, we're really proud of the relationship we have with them. Yeah. So where, where do you think experiential marketing is heading with AR, VR, all that? Are we heading in that direction? Or is the value of a person-to-person, in-person interaction and experience still going to be there? Well, I definitely think that AR and VR are here to stay. However, nothing beats a live experience. Mm. So AR and VR are, you know, a replication of live. Live is live. So I think our industry will continue to grow and I think brands will continue to look for ways to stand out in the digital clutter. And I don't see digital clutter going away. So, you know, humans need to be face to face. Um, right. You know, 20 years ago, we all communicated differently than we do today. The way our kids communicate are completely different than the way we did when we were their age. I really believe to stand out, you have to get human to human. You have to get face to face. And, you know, messages on flat services have their place for some brands, but most are just adding to the clutter. And when I talk about flat services, I'm talking about, like we talked about the inside the, the sports arenas or on that mm-hmm. computer that we all have in our pocket every day or the laptop or wherever we're getting our messaging, there's a ton of clutter there. And it's hard, it's hard to stand out on a flat billboard. So the best experiences are live and human to human. And, you know, I think our industry is going to continue to grow. There are brands in our industry, there's brands that we work with that 10 years ago, I would have never put on a list of brands that I thought would be in our industry. So our industry is growing. And I think as long as consumers are going to want to look for experiences and all the research shows that experiences are what's driving the economy right now, I think as long as that continues, I think there's going to, there's going to continue to be growth in our industry. Now, I do think that there is going to be some balancing. And I think maybe that's part of reason the reason our industry is growing is because there is a need for balance where people get tired of looking at their phones or staring at their computers and they need to get out and they need to go find an experience. And the beauty of our industry is they opt in on their own. So, you know, we don't have any pop-up ads that, you know, you yeah. can click and skip and and all of that. You know, when, when we have an experience out in the marketplace, consumers decide whether or not they're going to opt in or not. And once they opt in, they, they don't even realize they're part of a marketing initiative. They just feel like they're, they have the opportunity to have some entertainment or to have an experience. And I think that's... I, I, a reason why brands are seeing so much success in our industry is because consumers don't look at it as a sales call. It's so much softer than that. It's, hey, come over here and check this out. And because they opt in, their mind is open. And so when their mind is open, the conversation is so much better. You know, a great example is my wife and I just walked into Sam's Club on Monday night. And there's a guy there selling cable. And we're there to buy food. And he's trying to sell <laughs> us cable. 
well, he's at the wrong place talking to us at the wrong time. It's like, you know, can I yeah. ask you a question? It's like, well, yeah, what's, what do you want? Well, you know, who's your cable provider? It's like, really? I'm here to, I'm here to buy some meat and some, some water and, you know, some cheese and I'm, I'm not here to buy sure. cable. You're hitting me at the wrong, t- my brain is not here. It's not ready to accept this. So it's yeah. just being at the wrong place at the wrong time. But when you're at the right place at the right time and the consumers gets, get to opt in or the B2B customer has the opportunity to opt in, I mean, just it's so much cleaner and, and the engagement's so much better and the results are so much better. And, and I think because of that, I think experiential marketing is going to continue to grow. We've grown, you know, over the last 10 years, the last three to five years have been amazing growth. I just think the industry is going to continue because humans need to engage with humans. Yeah. And it is all about that engagement, that connection that a person can make with a brand that makes them loyal and excited about being part of it. Yeah. And we talk about loyalty as like the second best level you can have in a relationship if you're a brand. Loyalty is good, but loyalty usually means that, you know, the consumer buys your product maybe three of the 10 times they buy in that category. What we strive for is fanatics. So the the great example I have is we just had an experience at the All-Star game up in Cleveland and that whole week before the All-Star game. And it just hit me. It's like, wow, there's fanatics everywhere here. All Everybody had a logo on. Everybody had their favorite team. Everybody is fanatical about baseball, who is there. And that's the level that we strive for with our clients and and trying to get their products to that fanatical level. So, you know, I think people show that that they're fanatics by what they wear, their hats, their shirts, their, their shoes, whatever that happens to be. But you also see it popping up on the back of laptops or on a backpack or even on cars. So people are, are showing what they're fanatical about. They're displaying that in interesting ways these days. And that's the Holy grail. That's the, you know, that's where you want to be because, you know, there's, there are no, there are no Bruins fans who are Blues fans, and there's no Blues fans right. who are Bruins fans. They're fanatical to their team within that sport, and it and there's no spillover. So loyalty is good, no doubt about it. It's great to have loyal customers, but fanatical customers will tell friends and family, and consumers trust that over anything else. I mean, there's, unfortunately, there's a lot of distrust in brand marketing and there's nothing but trust in consumer to consumer word of mouth marketing. Right. Very interesting perspective, Steve. I really appreciate you joining me here on Confessions of a Marketer. I can't wait to get this out and in the ears of my listeners. Oh, I've had a lot of fun, Mark. I could talk about this for years. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, <laughs> so yeah, it's a, you know, it's obviously it's a subject that that I'm very passionate about. Um, I love to see the tangible results we're able to get for our clients. You know, I've been in this business, I've owned this company now for 24 years. I've been doing this for almost 30. I still love what I do. You know, it's still a lot of fun. I have a lot of passion for it. It's becoming more and more scientific, which I think only helps the industry. And with all the clutter out there, there's more and more brands that are trying to stay out, stay out in front and cut through that clutter. And uh, that's just good for everybody. 
Well, thanks so much for being here. It was, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. I appreciate it, Mark. Great time spending with you today. All right. Next time, David C. Baker on agency building. So stay with us. This episode of Confessions of a Marketer was written, produced, and edited by yours truly. T. Jordan of A-Class Productions wrote the theme music. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Podco Media Networks, Inc., and this episode is copyright 2019. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time. You've never tried to eyeball six feet as often as you do now. You wear a mask, you wash your hands, and you've stayed within the walls of your apartment for more hours than you care to add up. But unless you live in a smoke-free building, you're not exactly home free. Secondhand smoke drifting through the cracks in walls or sink drains carries toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. And right now, lung health is key. Go to tobaccofreeca.com to learn how to stay safe.